Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Viral Music Hub podcast. Uh, my name is Lawrence O'Brien. Uh, here today, I have yet another guest. Um, she is one of the more um, uh, up and coming, uh, really great artists I found lately. Um, her name, Arieliza. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, very good. Uh, so how did we get here? How did we get um, into music? Wow. Um, all right. We're starting with the, with the deep ones here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not even pulling punches already. I'm just, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, um, well, it's, it's kind of hard to answer that question. Cause I've always like done music. Like my parents always tell me like when I was a little baby, I'd be like, you know, when you're in an elevator and it makes a, a sound when it, you hit the floor that you're going to. So my parents always tell me that I would like hum back that pitch as like a two-year-old in their arms. And like, my mom was like, it was perfect pitch. Like it was on. I was like, oh man. So I've always just been singing and making up weird dances and little songs in my house and annoying <laughs> my parents a lot. Um, but I got really serious about it actually during COVID because I kind of grew up as like a musical theater nerd. Um, I was, I did like all the shows in high school and I really loved singing and I like trained classically and I got, um, you know, really passionate about that. And then COVID hit and theater, you know, <laughs> really was non-existent and, and it's barely coming back even now. Um, so music was just like, honestly, practicality because it allowed me to be creative in a way that I could still do during COVID I guess because I mean I had always been writing songs but I, I didn't do anything with them I, I just was like oh that was you know I, I got that emotion out or like oh this was a fun night and I wrote a song about it and I maybe would show one or two friends maybe like a boyfriend you know I it was it was very like a not that I was embarrassed by it but it was like an a personal experience more um, and now I guess I've just become more comfortable sharing it, but it's still scary <laughs> sometimes because, you know, not even I've, I've grown to not really care what people think about it um, and just enjoy the art of it. But also like kind of a big thing about me is that I like to be honest in my songs. I like to like share and be open and be vulnerable. And that's like that's that is scary, um, you know, not even just as an artist, just as an individual. Um, so that's that's kind of been something I've been getting over, but yeah, I've just, based on practicality, I got really into music and songwriting because we could collab on Zoom. I could send producers stems, you know, um, it was just something that we could do during COVID. And now that things are opening up, I just like kind of discovered a new love of it. Yeah, well, that's a great answer. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Does that's that walk you through yeah, <laughs> 23 um, years on this planet. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely one thing to take that, that next step from, you know, it being uh, just a release for you and then uh, going into, into actually publishing, releasing your music. Yeah. What, like, so was that kind of COVID was like your kind of your springboard you would say yeah. oh i guess that's yeah into doing that and you kind of right. had a lot of time on your hands and you were like hey you know like maybe so i should do this yeah i think we all did um <laughs> but um yeah no that's that's really interesting so i mean like that you know it's what sometimes it's the weird things like that that get you started you know and right. it's it's the it's it's the you know that's what matters and sometimes it you know you don't you don't know how it's going to start but one day you just kind of go hey i'm going to do this and then jump yeah. into it 
so growing up like so yeah you kind of already said like so you grew up like already kind of like perfect pitch like singing in an elevator you know Mm-hmm. Like I know Charlie old. Puth though. Oh. <laughs> I hate when people say they have perfect pitch. It's yeah. so funny. You know, like those people they just feel like they need to tell you oh yeah day that they have perfect pitch. Oh, you mean like the same it's people like, is that, that your, is that your middle name or something? Like I feel like those are the same people I like to just call that they they vocally masturbate. Um oh my and, god. Yeah, and, they do. They're really just getting off on the fact that they have perfect pitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I uh, really have a, a special place in my heart for those people, and and it's not a good place. It's um, a terrible. Place. Um, it's it, yeah. Uh, sorry for anybody who who is like that. Oh but, yeah, we're definitely alienizing some people right now. But sorry, but yeah, no, so it's it, it does it is kind of one of those things. Um, my, well, my feeling is this: it's like it's it's great to have a, a good voice and all. It, it's it's really awesome and like the, the the techniques you're able to do and and whatnot but for me if it if you're just doing that just to do it and you're not really evoking any emotion out of doing that um it's pointless to me because right. for me music is about evoking feelings evoking emotion evoking past experiences invoking this it's not I, and i know there's a very obviously the technical side of music is important i and 100 but when you're just doing the technical side of music and then nothing else right that's when i think music loses its point and right and i i also think it depends on the genre too like it it also depends on like your image like there's nothing wrong with being like a professional vocalist and that's what you are as an artist but like to be a singer songwriter i feel like is something very different i feel like that's almost like a storyteller yeah. Um, yeah, we're getting a little hippy dippy here, but like, that's honestly how I, what I believe is like, especially in like the genre I'm in, like indie folk, indie pop, like it's all about, like, there's a reason why I'm unsigned. Like it's supposed to be like industry free. It's supposed to be very raw and just about the sound and about like exactly what you said, like evoking emotions and, um, like being real with people. That's why I said sometimes that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I run into the same thing in the guitar community too. Um, cause you, you get these guys that are the like craziest shredders in the world. I mean, they, yeah. they can just play like their asses off, but yeah. th- not, but they just, they just play. And then there's nothing, yeah. they don't, they, there's not, there's not, that emotion doesn't get evoked from yeah. it. It's like, they just, they're just kind of playing just to kind of say, Hey, look at me. Like, um, I could play, you yeah. know, and, and that's to me, like when you just, you lost the plot kind of, and, right. and there's unfortunately some people like that, that just don't, uh, there's a few artists I can think of off the top of my head, but I'm not going to talk about yeah. them here, but uh, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just not my thing. Like I get like, like sometimes like the technical prowess is awesome and I appreciate it, but sometimes it's just, it can be like, I don't know. It's just, just the soulless, I guess that's the word. Right. Yeah, I mean, I also like not to completely shit on the music industry. I I don't think it's something like I like unique to just that field. I think that there's just like people like that in general in the world. Like I was also um, an econ major at school and I like would run into guys in my finance classes that were just like, you know, like you're knowledgeable. That's great. Um, you don't have to like make that your entire personality, you know? So I feel like it's, it's, it's less of like a, 
you know, people like to think of music as an industry and like talk bad about, you know, quote unquote, the industry or she's selling out or he's, you know, whatever. But I just think like, it's not just music where it's like that. Um, I think like to cut people some slack in this field is like a good thing. Right. I 100% agree. Agree with you. Um, So where, so where did you like, where did you grow up? Uh, You know, and do you feel like it it influenced you at all in your music at all? Yeah, I grew up on in. Okay, here's here's the deal. I don't I grew up on Long Island, but if you can't tell from the way I just said Long Island, but I don't I don't know if it's what the proper grammar is. Do you say I grew up in Long Island or on Long Island? Because it's technically yeah, Long Island. But like you say, I grew up in Manhattan not on Manhattan, but Manhattan's also an island. So I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. We're, we're asking the real questions here. I if mean, anyone <laughs> knows, please let us know. Um, but yeah, I grew up um, near Queens on Long Island, Car Place area. It's a one square mile town. We're so small that we're not even technically a town. We're a hamlet. so we're really special um it's actually funny there's like a sign that says like it there's like one block it's called Westbury Avenue that has like all of our shops like pizzerias you know Domino's like laundry whatever is on that one block and there's a sign that says the hamlet of car place Uh and people used to steal the let so it just said the ham of car place (laughs) everyone got so mad but yeah I'm in Billy Joel territory so I really grew up with like classic rock influences um I mean Billy Billy Joel is rock but he's also like I feel like he mixes singer songwriter with that like he almost sounds like a mix of like the Beatles and Carole King where it's like these really raw emotions that are like expressed through story lyrics not like I like a boy like his lyrics are very specific like it's like telling the night like piano man like that's literally describing a night for him um and it's 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 wonderful how he makes it so specific but it's so it's so universal at the same time which again sounds hippy dippy but it's that's my word of the day by the way hippy dippy i'm probably gonna say that 15 times during this interview i'm, I'm stealing that um yeah feel free i stole it from somebody else <laughs> let's just keep recycling it but yeah I, I just i grew up billy joel's one of my favorite artists um grew up with like a lot of my parents are music people too especially my mom so uh grew up listening to like the beatles um a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of like very like iconic, like seventies and eighties people, um, some sixties influences in there. Carol King, like I mentioned before, is a huge influence for me. Um, Fiona Apple, like, like singer songwriter people, especially people at the piano. Cause I gotta tell you, I've tried to learn the guitar probably seven or eight times. I have very small fingers and I have very sensitive skin. So I get those, uh, you know, what, calluses, is that what they're called? That is what they are called. <laughs> and I tried to get these strings that were more, cause I used to play the violin and I would have the same problem in school. Yeah, I was an orchestra nerd as well. But I, I just like eventually gave it up because it hurt me so much. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I'll just sing and play piano. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I know a lot of beginners, they try to start with the nylon strings. Um, right. To, uh, yeah. To kind of um, ease into that a little bit. Um, yeah. I didn't. I started right off with the real strings. I learned very quickly. 
um oh. <laughs> about how that humble brag <laughs> goes uh no no it's not a humble brag <laughs> at all it, it's 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 a it was an ouch that that was a lesson brag yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. but but no i mean it's it's hard i i do understand the struggle with people with small fingers um it it, it is very hard um because yeah. because it, it is hard to reach um certain chords and stuff uh right i have it, a problem with that on the piano even like if i want to do two octaves i'm literally like doing a split in my hands and yeah. i'm like oh my gosh yeah i i have the uh the distinction of finally kind of being double jointed so it oh, definitely it definitely helps yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, that's like a superpower you yeah. guys really gotta appreciate that i wish i was double jointed yeah i know the, like five people are double jointed and they just take it for granted yeah the thing is though that it evens itself out though because i have weak hand strength so it, it oh, <laughs> so okay. it's like it counteracts the yeah the, that whole ability so it's like sometimes like i'll play for a while and i'm like oh well i gotta stop my hand is about yeah. to fall off so yeah Especially after playing like bar chords for a while, my hands like, uh, yeah, okay. He's <laughs> like, no, please you need stop. To, you need to stop this. Like, stop, stop. Like, please. <laughs> yeah, no, it's calluses though. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's like it is a part of the deal. It's actually kind of it's beneficial right. to get them because then it doesn't actually hurt as much. But, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what they were telling me. I, yeah. I've, I've literally tried tried it like eight times. COVID during one of them, like a few times in high school, a few times early college. I, it just, it's not, I feel like this is the universe telling me that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not meant to play the guitar. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would keep trying. It, it's guitar yeah. is a, guitar is a very dense instrument. Right. Uh, what did they into. say? Like nine times the, the charm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, and you know, uh, here for any tips if you ever need them i mean i'm not yeah. like, not oh, to say yeah. i'm some maestro or anything on guitar but mm -hmm. uh you know it's it's i know how it is starting out and you know i, I started playing when i was in high school you know and such as now a long time ago but um <laughs> but yeah. it's and you know so it's like it's one of those things you just got to keep playing you just got to keep doing it right it, it's you can't stop you know you just gotta you just gotta keep you gotta keep making shit yeah like you know, it, you have to keep doing the, the bads, what sounds bad to you, you know, and then eventually you work it out, you know, you kind of figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, that's with most things in music, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of my songwriting process, what you just described, like just writing random shit down and then seeing what you don't like so that you can filter out what you do like and like oh. different chord progressions that are working with your voice and your style and other ones that not so much um it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny i was just talking to pat the other uh on the, the other uh, the episode i just did and he said the same almost the same exact thing like that's yeah. exactly almost what he did does with this it's like he just has to keep making and making right uh, stuff you know and yeah, i try to do one a day i mean like it never happens you know everyone's like oh, we're just long a day like good for you like i i it never happens you know you say you're <laughs> You say you're gonna work out every day, right? And then you just like, oh no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, it's I'm, the I'm... same thing. I do it most days. I do, and sometimes I write more. For me, the weird thing though is that if I, I, I'm like, I'm really like a psychopath when I write. Like if I write, I, I, I'm like everything has to drop. I get a random idea. I was once in my econ class, um, <laughs> and I had an idea for a song that I actually did like a cool like electro swing song in college. Um, and I that I haven't released yet, but I was like, ooh, I liked it. 
but I like got the idea for the lyrics and I literally like was doing it during class and like muttering to myself and voice memoing. Luckily it was during COVID. So I was wearing a mask. So like no one could tell that I was moving my mouth. <laughs> but they were just like, why is she holding, why is her mouth up to her phone? Like what's going on? <laughs> but it, I was, I was low key about it, but I just mean that I get an idea for a song. And if it's, if I don't write it in 20 minutes, I'm not going to write that song. Everything comes to me at once. And it's like, like a monkey hurling bananas at you and you're just trying to catch them as quickly as you can like it doesn't feel like I'm writing songs it just feels like they're writing me which is so sad uh, yeah I, I find I, I know I for me I have to if I have any ideas I have to write them down like yeah pretty much immediately because I have like a very fast moving brain and it's like yeah and, and it's just like if I don't yeah it's gonna get lost in the in the absolute heap of yeah it'll get lost in the sauce and then you'll lose something really like that could have been something yeah nah see do you find you've run into like writer's block and burnout uh quite a bit or i honestly don't because i feel like i've i've been writing songs for a while but i haven't been like what i said with covid i, I hate to you know say that so many times during this because like not like we don't hear it so many times just <laughs> in our other forms of living um but I just like for me I've finally given myself like permission to do this and like to share and to like appreciate what I'm making even if I just keep it for myself so I don't feel like I've ever I have writer's block as in like oh what's a better lyric for this I can't yeah I'm not liking that line but I can't think of something right now to replace it but I've never had like prolonged periods where I'm like just can't write anything um oh lucky you <laughs> I know toot toot my own horn right because <laughs> I have had multiple periods where I just cannot yeah, write I'm anything. sure it'll come I'm sure it'll come but I've just been I'm I'm new to you know I'm not new to like training for this but okay. I, I'm new to like actually doing this professionally so I am I'm like so ex- I feel like the excitement kind of takes over um and like probably half of the songs I write are shit probably more than that honestly but like they're like I woke up and I went to the train station Mm -hmm. like whatever and you know that's not really going to be the next Ariana Grande song but that's okay um it like help it fuels right what do they say fuel the juices I hate that expression but I'm I'm reusing it. <laughs> yeah, I think my problem is that I have like horrifically bad anxiety, and I like hate would hate to produce something that sounds awful. And like I, I'm like, see, I'm a too afraid to like make something that sounds like yeah bad. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'll write, I'll write something. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> Even make it though, because I I feel like anxiety actually helps me write because like having like racing thoughts and a lot of like emotions at once actually really helps me like tap into like writing um I feel like do you think you're more like now I'm now I'm interviewing you (laughs) do you think that you're more like scared to write something bad or just release it uh both (laughs) (laughs) yes well no one has to hear it no one has to hear Uh. you right yeah, uh, I guess, yeah. So that's 
thing. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I know that's, but I'm irrational. So that's <laughs> my, when, when, I, when I'm in that state of mind, it's like, there's no, no, no rational like, yeah. thought. It's just like, oh my God, everything is bad. I need to walk right. away from this for like about an hour and at least, or five days or a month or <laughs> sometimes, <Five>. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it, it is long and I'm like, oh my God, wow. I picked up my guitar in a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nah, I go through those periods. So it's like, I know some people are different, but uh, curi- so curiosity uh, for mm-hmm. me, what is a favorite lyric that you have written? And Ooh, given you give us like I an analysis, one. can you give us like an analysis of it? Oh, sure. I'm excited by this question. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm Irish. Let's preface it with that. So I enjoy a good drink or two, right? I, I am half Irish, so yeah. I, yeah. I get that. <laughs> you got that, yeah. I got I got it from, you know, long line of Irish-Italian mix, so, you know. Oh, oh, same here. Wine, got basically every alcohol in the mix. We are one um, in the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was, my lyric was recently on a beer. I performed at this uh, brewing company on Long Island, Lithology Brewing Company, and Uh-oh. the place that booked me was like, Yo, like they're making a line of beers, uh, like a beer for like artists that's going to have like a bunch of people's lyrics. And there was also uh, poets there that night. So like a bunch of like lines of poetry and some lyrics on this beer bottle. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) Like that sounds amazing. I was like, oh my gosh. So I sent in this lyric. So that's why it's so fresh in my mind. I just sent it in. Um, I actually didn't get to try the beer yet, but I'm very excited to. Not really a beer person, but I'll do it just oh, for fun. I am. <laughs> uh, I no. love. I I like. I hit breweries up constantly. Uh, oh, I'm, I, I am... like the concept of beer. I like you know, it's just like a relaxing, chill thing. But I just much prefer wine or Tito's, honestly. Yeah, I actually, I actually used to work um with uh, with um the, the bringing in like our our beer for the store like i actually used to oh you were uh, carrying it i used to be the guy that ordered it and everything and so work out that's that's i feel like that's really heavy sometimes yeah no it was it was fun it was a really fun experience i made a lot of uh friends in the in the brewing in the local brewing industry too so (laughs) but yeah no please please i'm sorry i'm rambling here (laughs) oh no 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 i enjoyed this um so i basically was like I sent in the lyric and it's from my song Cabin Fever, which was the first EP that I released on Spotify. I released um, an EP called Runaway on like Bandcamp uh, back when that was a thing. Um, It's still, I took it off Bandcamp just because I never like managed that account. And I don't know if anyone's like buying the music or like talking to me. And I I would feel bad if I like wasn't responding, you know, or like... not like sending people oh thank you for buying the music or something um so i i just deleted my band camp but uh it's on soundcloud i i don't even know i'm re-releasing it on spotify now that i have like a real artist profile uh, yeah so that look for look out for that in the coming months it's called runaway um i do all the songs live so like everyone who like oh. hears my music is like oh that isn't out i was like no it's not <laughs> oh. like do it every show it's like i know so well, i gotta that, get it out there that's good yeah, but so this is from my first professional, I guess, EP that I released like through a distributor um, called Cabin Fever. It's about, you know, well, I guess Cabin Fever is what it's about, um, like coming home from my senior year of college and kind of being in like my childhood bedroom is like pink zebra, which is not me at all. So. <laughs> 
like oh, walking back to that as like a 21 year old i was like oh god you uh, know yeah happening? yeah you mean like how my, my room is filled with flower wallpaper yeah <laughs> yeah but i like the mario i see a little mario yeah. mario guy over there yeah, yeah 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 there's there's a big mario kart sticker on my wall yeah. that that yeah. is right behind me right now so <laughs> yeah. so the lyric is um like from the third verse that song is like it kind of isn't a traditional song structure it's like just a bunch of verses and then the chorus is just like ooze. There's not really like a, a hook to it. I guess the ooze are the hook. I don't know. I, I just enjoyed writing it. I didn't really care about structure or form at that point, but um, the line is um, strawberry skies, Sergeant Pepper's lonely heart won't suffice as she falls to her knees. And I was like, uh, Sergeant Pepper is one of my uh favorite Beatles albums so they're one of my favorite artists so I guess it's honestly one of my favorite albums of all time I don't know if it's number one or number three it's in top five it's definitely in top five um but yeah it's it was just kind of like a self-reflection piece um in those words just like I have strawberry blonde hair so I put a lot of like strawberry like little girl references because I felt like an actual two-year-old in my bedroom <laughs> Um, that was zebra pink Justin Bieber posters everywhere <laughs> so <laughs> I've since redecorated since coming home again um, but yeah that was I guess my favorite lyric it just it's very personal to me and it was nice that like that EP got a lot of positive feedback especially as my first one um, yeah it was just really nice the support I got on that that's a really good lyric. I, I, yeah, I liked it. That's like a really, that's really next level songwriting. I, I, I really appreciate that. I, that, that's, that's just really clever. Um, Sergeant Pepper is, is a really cool album too. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Um, definitely one of their more out of the box albums, uh, right. for sure. Um, uh, very crazy, but that went all over the place, but, it's, yeah, it's, but that's the Beatles. Did you yeah. see the documentary? I did not yet. I, I, I was actually going to. Well, I actually started watching the one that Hulu did with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin, um, and um, and that was actually really cool. And seeing Paul walk, kind of walk through his songwriting process and uh, yeah. and everything. So that that was uh, that was really neat. But yeah, I've not watched the Disney Plus one yet. I oh, you should. It's probably really going to. Uh, dive into that at some point in the near it's, future it's though a commitment it's a commitment and yeah. if you're like me you'll watch all three in a row and make it an entire day yeah <laughs> it's like eight hours of content maybe nine like if there's three episodes and they're all like three hours a little under three hours um it's really good though but kind of what you're saying it's all over the place like they're just jamming in like this random studio and they're just like making noise but it is like they it turns into like get back and you're like what yeah that's <laughs> they, like they within just... five minutes they're like writing get back and you're like how did this come from you know they, these four hooligans just messing around yeah no it, it's insane how some of those older bands were able to just think like yeah just turn things out like 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 it's black talent. that's like, what it is talent. like black 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 sabbath literally made paranoid in like 20 minutes yeah. like like the song paranoid was made in like 20 minutes they literally just needed one more track for that album and the, like a filler track they're like well just make something and they're like all right and they so produce one of the best hits ever. yeah that we have our of our whole career <laughs> it's let's like, just mess around and do it <laughs> yeah. and they did it in 20 minutes it's like okay like 
cool. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Unbelievable. So let's talk about some of your, your latest stuff that you've done. Mm-hmm. What, so we have the latest song that you made, Wishful Drinking. Yeah. That's the big one that you're promoting right now. So mm-hmm. tell us more about it, kind of how you got there with the, with the song, the concepts, the yeah. making, the making of it, everything. I just want to hear it all. So I, I wrote this song um, last year, actually last February. So it was coming up about a year ago. And I, I came back from a night out um, the, well, I guess the, the day after I came back and I was super hungover and I was like, what oh (laughs) that that is when I write the best though because you know like anxiety is a thing like I just feel like I get get very in my feels the morning after a night of like going out I'm like it's either like that was the best night ever or it was like that one night wasn't what I wanted to be (laughs) he didn't talk to me you know it's like come on like how many times have you been there so it's it's just it's like that for me just like is very eye-opening that like 11 a.m slump for like an hour before you decide to get your shit together and shower and get ready for the day but I it was last year during um college my senior year college and I had gone out it it was COVID though so gone out to me meant like going in my friend's dorm with like three other people Mm, (laughs) having like a glass of wine (laughs) like that was Uh, like going out for me but I just like a lot of things were happening. It was right after, and I, I hate to bring up anything political, but it was right after um, the siege on the Capitol, January 6th, um, and just a lot of other, just really um, not okay things happening in society that a lot of people are waking up to now. Um, and I kind of felt like helpless. I kind of felt like, what can I possibly do about it? I kind of felt guilty about that too. Like feeling like I, I don't, feel like I can make the difference that I hope to see in the world um yeah (laughs) yeah and like feeling that all all on your shoulders is a lot um I feel that every day (laughs) everybody everyone's so and that's the one thing that I do love about our society right now is everybody's so open about that like everyone's like you ask somebody how they're doing they're like honestly not well you know they're like have you heard the new you know so it's I think I think that that is one positive that we're all being more open and like transparent about the things that do need to change um but that doesn't make them any easier to deal with um so for me like wishful drinking was like feeling guilty about having a fun night out when all of this shit is happening and feeling like I I don't know what to do so like I just want to turn my brain off for a sec and hope that the night like ends better than it started basically um and then it became a little like you know it it took different directions and I hope that different people have different interpretations of the song um but that's that was what the goal was the initial writing was Uh, dude that hook is so catchy I was literally singing I was was at work I'm like humming it I'm like oh Jesus I can't get this out of my goddamn head oh thanks I came up (laughs) in the shower so I wrote the song before I decided to get my shit together and I was just laying in bed and I was like you know (laughs) and then I was like you know what I think I had something to do at like one I probably had like a a class or like a study session or something on zoom which is like do I even need to shower for that but I was like you know what let's do it let's let's be a good human being so I went in the shower and then I was like I'm still missing the chorus and then I just started seeing that I was like wishful thinking wishful thinking and then I was like wishful drinking 
Um, and for like five minutes, I was like, you're so clever, Ariel. <laughs> you're brilliant. <laughs> so then I like ran with that, you know, been living off that confidence. You, you were right, though, because it, it, it's really oh, catchy. it's really catchy. Like, I is, that is a really catchy hook, man. That's like the type of thing that's like it just sticks with you. You know, you, you know, you, it's pretty unmistakable. You can't miss it. And yeah, it's, it's going to stand out. Um, that's that's uh that's how you write a hook right there. Thank That's, you. Thanks so uh, much. Uh, definitely, definitely. I got to commend you on that. I was, yeah, when, when you get stuck in your head like that, that's like, that's when you know you did something right. So, yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening. I appreciate you listening. Oh, gosh. You know, the thing, my, my thing is like when I have people on, like, I, I'm like, I got to dive into this. And yeah. Then, and then, so then I know my coworkers and then just throw my phone on and just uh, put my music on in, yeah. in, 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 the, in, the, in the meet room. So, and, oh my uh, god the meat's like boom boom, boom. yeah oh uh, <laughs> oh yeah we're always bumping something in yeah. there though that's 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 the, that's the whole thing well, you I, gotta pass the time somehow right yeah actually fun fact on sundays uh my my polish co-worker uh matt he like plays polka for like about five oh hours <laughs> do, you, do you guys polka dance um i mean i mean i kind of do i mean i i, I, I have like this image in my head of you guys just all like polka dancing and like throwing meat at each uh, other and uh, just like juggling it almost as you dance that that only happens i hope like, it's all right just don't even tell me if it's not true because okay, i just right, would rather yeah. have that it's, image in my yeah mind. <laughs> yeah no no one of, one of my favorite songs is called who stole the kishka so that that's oh yeah who did yeah I, uh no they they don't know but oh. but they did bring, someone brought it back though so it was, it was okay, okay. Well, that's, that, that's that, really kind of that was the resolution of the whole song ya- yeah like ya- yakov brought it the kishka back so oh was, nice the day was saved so you know everybody Good. can have their blood sausage now and <laughs> as they should listen it's the holiday season it's so all about giving back right it's amazing I, I love i love the polka um <laughs> I, i've really grown to love the polka because that every Sunday. So, <laughs> um, awesome though. So like you kind of already mentioned this, but like, so new, new projects material coming out, you, you can, you could talk about it again if you want, but yeah. in more, more depth. Yeah. So I, yeah, just released that single. I'm actually in the process of recording. I'm probably going to do that after this, actually go finish recording. Um, my next single um called miss you which i'm really excited about um that's kind of like wishful drinking i kind of strayed from my genre a little bit because of i wanted to make a more like upbeat uh like like upbeat but also with like a sense of like melancholy and like nostalgia in there um but like that has like dance drums and like the eq was like very like um bright and like open um which i usually do more of like a darker uh like compressed kind of uh production but um very like raw like very few instruments just really piano maybe sometimes a drum a lot of harmonies so that's kind of what i'm going back to for this song um it's a really emotional song for me so um I don't know if the word excited is the right word uh, just because it, it brings up a lot of emotions, but yeah. I, I guess excited. I, I like, I enjoy sharing. I feel like that's part of the job here, right? Like that's part of, yeah. uh, that's part of music. So it's, it's um, there is some sort of like, um, you know, recovering from the emotion about it. Uh, what's the word for that? Grieving? Is that the word? Yeah. 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 Grieving. Yeah. Uh, words are hard to find nowadays. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
but yeah it's 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 definitely therapeutic to kind of record and and edit that song so i'm excited about that that should be coming out late february um what else am i doing oh this weekend i'm filming a music video oh my first ever so i'm super excited um i love the crew i've worked with them before um i i act too so i do like some film stuff so this is these are people that i've worked with before on their own projects so really excited that they're game to help me with this um doing that for bubblegum pop which is a single i released oh yeah last year yeah that one's fun i like that one i did it one on every gig uh that is a banger of a song i I, if y'all if y'all haven't listened to it go listen to it it is a fantastic song songs of self-roast and i i I like making fun of myself so it was fun to record um so the music video is gonna be like that it's like very like parody um some dancing in there it's it's gonna be fun i'm I'm really excited for that yeah i I enjoy the lyrics to that one i was actually just reading the lyrics before i got on here um and uh i i appreciate the like the honesty (laughs) about about, about yourself because <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I think we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there in different, in one way or another. We've all been there. Yeah. No. If we have, we've all had that one person that's just yeah. like, what, what am I doing here? Like, you it's know. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what the uh, heck am I doing with this person? But what else do I have coming up? Um, I'm doing a bunch of gigs uh, in January, and February in the city. Uh, Bowery Electric, um, a place in Farmingdale called Alibi. It's a speakeasy, which I'm so excited Ooh. about. Um, that is a Friday night, uh, January 28th, I believe. I'm on at eight. Uh, and then I'm also playing Rockwood, which is, I'm so excited. That's like my dream venue. I I went there a few years ago and I saw like the singer-songwriter there and I was like oh my god like I could never do this like how does she in the comments of Dillas and then now I'm like holy shit like, that's me yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited um that's in February it's the Saturday before Valentine's Day it's um February 12th if anyone's in New York City or Long Island uh hit me up I usually post like updates about shows and stuff on Instagram so you can follow me there at Air Eliza Music um yeah that's that's kind of my next couple months is like a lot of filming and shooting and promo stuff. And then a lot of live gigs towards the end of that. That's awesome. Um, really, I'm really excited to hear about this stripped down, stripped down song, you know, I'm, yeah. I, that's actually kind of like my favorite type of song, right. honestly. Um, I find I run into certain, I don't know if you want to call it pop music or, some of that sad indie pop that's just kind of yeah. there's got that wall of sound like production behind it it's it, it just you kind of get hit with all this like stuff i don't know right. how to explain it but you just get hit with like this wall of stuff and it's just like a million harmonies and like a million yeah. things and it sometimes it's just like I wish there was a little less. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, it's like max maximalist minimalism is yeah. like what they present to you. I, I actually, I do like that. I do enjoy that. Um, That's not all I listen to, but I do like, you're definitely writing that it makes the songs that are like more actually minimalist. Like it makes them stand out more just because you are bombarded with like the other productions of like spectacle songs. Right. Um, yeah it really makes those simple ones stand out it's also it doesn't help that i'm like a very overly sensitive person when it comes to like like sound and like 
sens- oh, yeah, sensory no, I- oh, sensory issues and stuff. Yeah. I, I kind of like, oh my God, that's a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, hyper, hyper pop is difficult for me to listen to unless I'm like three drinks to four <laughs> drinks in. Um, uh, EDM, same thing for me. Can't, can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. I just, it's one of the few things I, I just cannot listen to. It's just so overly stimulating that it's right. like, I, it's like, whoa, I got to get out of here. Like, it, it's like, right. I feel like I'm in a prison when I listen to EDM. It's like, I'm in a place I can't get out, like, and I can't get right. out of there. And it's I like, can't, I can't comment on that because a lot of my friends are EDM producers. So, oh I, my God, I, I, I feel horrible. I shall remain anonymous. But I agree with you. <laughs> ah! No, oh. no, I I enjoy it. I just I I I don't put that on. Like if I'm going to, if I'm at a club or if I'm at if I'm at the club, <laughs> if I'm somewhere where that music is playing, I don't have a problem with it. I'm 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 vibing. I'm like yeah yeah yeah. But if I'm by myself, I'm like, what's the point? Like, I'm not in any of these situations that I would need this much energy. <laughs> yeah, no, like, not at all. Feel, like, give me John Mayer, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, I kind of I know we kind of went over this a little bit, but like, who would you say are some of your major inspirations, influences in your sound? And how, how would you describe your sound, I guess? Oh, I'll answer the first question first because it's easier. <laughs> um, okay. I think I, well, like I said, a lot of classic rock people, a lot of Billy Joel, uh, a lot of like Elton John, a lot of like piano based singer songwriters. Um, so like uh, Fiona Apple, I said, um, Carol King. Yeah. Uh, Joan Jett too. Like oh. I feel like I I try to edge up a little bit some of my songs uh, with like a little Joan in there. I really love the music of the '60s. I just think it's like a really cool time in history, and like the music really reflects that. Um, more modern people. I love Taylor. Mm. I think folklore like really is probably like my second or third favorite album ever. That was a very good album, actually. And I'm not even a big Taylor Swift fan, but I enjoyed that album. <laughs> How dare you? I know. I, I know. I'm going to get, I'm going to get like, a yeah, you're going to get, for, you're gonna get people for... in front of your house with pitchforks. I know. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I know this. I know this. I go. Yeah, I, no, I did. It. it took me, Taylor took Taylor. I had to warm up to her. I liked her in the beginning because I was 13 and I loved the, like, our song was my shit. I blasted that all the time. Then we got into like some of the other phases and I was like, I I was one of those people who were under the impression that artists could never change. I was like, you are a country singer for 13 year old girls. Like why, what is reputation? Uh, what are you doing? But then I realized that that's like the industry pumping that into us because right. I also feel like female singers are held to a higher standard with that that they're not allowed to change because we have this image of them that like they're allowed to be this like you have success in this you are not allowed to have success in anything else and that comes from like a place of jealousy and like ignorance and honestly like just inequality so I'm not really here for those things so I've been trying to be more open-minded about that and like giving artists a chance to grow because she came into the spotlight what like 19 she won her vma and her yeah. you know and i i think that she what is she, she's now 32 her birth i think her birthday was actually just yesterday like you changed like i changed since i was 14 the first song i wrote at 14 it was called sparks fly about this 
guy that I met at the grocery like it was just like stupid you know and now I like I, I like to think that I write deeper stuff and I'm 22 now so it's it's like people grow and I think that giving artists a chance to grow is something that I've been trying more to do so I do appreciate all tailors now <laughs> fair enough <laughs> uh, so I would I so yeah like the, the you know how would you describe your sound like you mm. would yeah uh i don't know <laughs> let's let's see i i feel like i like genre wise i feel like it's like indie folk pop i like to tell stories in my songs uh, rather than focus on like um like um like rather i like to express emotions without using emotional words if that makes any sense. I like to express mm -hmm. emotions using a story, like yes. using a, a plot, using something. Um, and for honestly, that comes from my theater experience. Like I always hated shows that were so um, like in your face about what it was. Yeah. Like the sad show, sad, 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 sad. We're going to make the lighting blue. Everyone's going to be in black. Like, I was like, I- Beating you over the head not, with it, right? I'm like, I like, do you think I'm dumb? <laughs> like do you really think you need to feed me this much of this information for me to get that so what I try to do with my shows is like not my shows my my uh my songs is to like have a scenario that expresses something or expresses an emotion for me personally that other people can hopefully relate to and kind of like use the instruments as the emotion rather than the words but you know obviously everything is tied under the fact that it's under that emotion i just don't like to really spell it out for people um that's that's something that i feel is really important when writing is to not spell it out for people i just feel like that's condescending a little bit i'm um, um right there with you um, yeah on that yep there there i i find there's some I've been, I see some of that sometimes in, in some of the songs and, you know, Hey, you know, it's, it's everybody's different writing wise, right, but right. yeah, sometimes it just, people just come out and just say it, you know, and, and I, you know, there's, there's different ways to express it, you right. know, and sometimes it's, it's better to get a little creative with saying how, how you feel and instead of just being like, I'm this, I'm that, you know, right. Right. I think a song that does, does that really well is um, pancakes for dinner by Lizzie McAlpine. I've been obsessed with her lately. Mm -hmm um she it's it's like it's like this very like I want to tell you like what are we kind of like romantic song but it's also sad because it's like well I don't know what we are but she does it by like saying like I wish we would have pancakes for dinner like what if I die in this plane so it's like she's not saying yeah. what, she's, what she's meaning and I feel like that's that's really interesting because it also allows people to have their own opinion of it right so like a song like i can tell you what the song meant for me but for you it's going to mean something entirely different right um okay so we're gonna go a little to a little more of a fun part here so Yay. um favorite some of your favorite songs that you're listening to at the moment or even all-time favorites whatever you know um wow let's see i've been listening to um how many times am I going to mention that I'm a theater kid? But <laughs> I'm listening to the Chicago Broadway cast, um, <laughs> Cell Block Tango. I love that one. I dance a lot to that in my room. <laughs> listening to a lot of Britney. I've been listening to Britney a lot. Like this last album. She's been freed. She's been freed. She has been freed. 
thank God it's taking too long, but yeah, proud of her. Um, hope she's safe and all right, but yes. Uh, what else? Uh, I've been listening to Evermore. I didn't, honestly, I didn't like it as much as Folklore, but I've been trying to listen to it slowly. Um, just because I think like Folklore was like that, like God level, you know, and then to <laughs> Evermore is a great album, but just coming from that, I just feel like it is a step down. Uh, but I've been, I've been trying to listen to that. Champagne Problems has been on repeat for a while. Mm. Um, I've been trying to listen to my own stuff too, because I feel like once I write it, I never, once I release it, I like never listen to my own stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm the same way. I never listen to it. My friends are like, great song. And I'm like, what which one i'm like i, I don't know. know i don't like, even remember what it sounds like <laughs> like what's the chorus and then uh, I, I you know i have gigs i listen to them when i have gigs because i have to remember the freaking lyrics oh yeah you know something less like stress listening to it in the car the way there but i i've been trying to it just feels like an odd premise to like listen to your own stuff but i also feel like we should enjoy it all too because like we put that out and we obviously worked really hard on it and like feel passionate about it so been trying to like not be weirded out listening to my own stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it's very difficult especially like for me i, I can't listen back to my own podcast like i almost never I, in my yeah. whole life I, I can probably tell you the number of times on my hand i've actually listened back to my own podcast right. that i've done in whatever podcast that i've done and it's just like i don't know why I just like i'm just like i gotta move on to the next one right that's how it feels like with the song too like you spend so much time editing it and yeah. like i work with a producer but i also produce it as well like i'm in the room i'm like kind of doing some of it so like i'm sick of my voice by then i'm like i've heard myself sing this line 15 times when we were yeah. editing and trying to get my breaths out you know like i'm, I'm like i'm done with it so, so, yeah, so you like, so do you like mix your own stuff like and everything? I, and... I actually, I work with my mom. She's a, she's also a producer. Um, she writes songs sometimes together. Um, so we like, we do it in the studio together, studios in our house, which is really nice um, with COVID and everything. But yeah, I'm, I'm in the room. I, it, I, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't. <laughs> I like, I like, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I think I'm like a bad singer. I just, I, nobody likes the sound of their voice. Nope. It makes you uncomfortable. And I looked it up. It's a scientific thing. You, you hear your voice from one ear, like you hear your voice. Oh, it's almost like a mirror. You know how, when you look at yourself, you see a different, you see the mirror image. Yes. So when you hear yourself, it's like something else. It's, it's something it's like, different. It's, it's different frequencies. Sometimes it hits your brain. It hits your sensory organs differently. So like you always sound slightly different. Yeah. I feel like I sound like a five-year-old boy when I talk. So that's why I hate listening back to interviews. I'm like, who is this? I'm like, five-year-old <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you sound like a five-year-old boy. All right. If, if that makes you feel any better, I, I Thank definitely you. don't. I'll have to take your word on that because the way I sound, I'm just like, who who let this person on the show? <laughs> <laughs> it should be having snack time. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a thing. It apparently like is an actual thing, which makes me feel better. Um, about that's, my own that, yeah, that's cool that. your mama helps you out though with that. That's yeah. that's really that's really awesome to have that yeah, like we have fun together and it feels like safe and um you know when you're writing songs like that it's it's good to have people that you know i'm very open with her about a lot of things so that's 
it's a, it's a good good do you have any other like big support systems in your life like that um i think well my dad supports the music he just he's not musical himself yeah that's my dad too <laughs> yeah he loves it though it's great though because i go to him for advice for like a person who doesn't know about music and i'm not trying to put him down i'm not trying to be like it's a person who knows about music you know but like <laughs> as a person who doesn't know what a traditional form looks like as a person who maybe not be able to hear the differences in the eqs you know i like to like go to him and be like what's your take on the song because most listeners are people who aren't musicians themselves so they don't not that they don't fully understand it but it's just a different it's a they hear it differently they different hear a perspective different yeah. yeah it's a different, totally different perspective that cover my bases with that you know because a lot of the people the people i talk to in collaboration are obviously musicians or producers so they but i i don't want to get stuck in that too you know i write a, i want to write a song that people are going to relate to anyone uh is going to relate to it um so that's he's he's my plug for that <laughs> yeah. oh yeah not that I, I think that's so important is because yeah. it, it, at the end of the day we call i think sometimes we could forget tend to forget who's really listening to our music right. here and it's not always the big musically trained and talented mm-hmm. you know it's not a good portion of the people you that are listening to your stuff aren't actually right you know so you have to remember like you're making the music for them really at the end right. of the day you know they're not going to be as overly critical as you are or even maybe some people in the musical field are of it yeah. and you know and, and it's it's just yeah it's making that balance of you know of being you know musically uh sound but like at the same time relating to people that don't right. Right. No, that's, I think that's very smart that you do that. Mm-hmm. He likes it. You know, he's a, he's a big fan, which is great. He comes to all the shows, which is also nice. Like another thing I want to mention is like, it's, it is harder. I feel like being a young woman in this, cause like I'm singing at bars and it's, it's really easy to forget that you're just like at a bar, you know, by yourself um, there. And I usually have many of my friends are insanely supportive and they come out to as many shows as they can come to. But it is nice, like, having my parents at most shows to just feel like there's, like, some element of professionalism. Like, there is some some kind of person I can go to, like, oh, this guy's, like, I'm not, you know, or, like, uh, this or, like, this person's not paying me. This venue's, like, not, you know. And um, I, haven't, I haven't had many experiences like that. Most of the places I've played have been very professional, very supportive, very exciting um, experiences that I look back really fondly on and hope to work with them again soon. But you know you get that once in a blue moon thing and you're lucky that you have people there backing you up really yeah oh no yeah definitely that that that's that's very important yeah as an artist i feel like that's something that people don't always talk about like i went to school for music and i did not learn anything i didn't learn anything about the business i didn't learn Mm -hmm. anything about how to be your own manager almost even if you do have a manager on the team but how to be your own like supporter and and uh really fight for yourself is it's hard because you don't want to do that i'm like i want to sing (laughs) i just i just talked about this on the last episode like word for word um yeah this is so and i i cannot stress this enough to musicians Mm -hmm. protect yourself you in in so many different ways protect yourself look out for yourself look out for people who you're surrounding yourself with and you're working with and look out for your royalties, look out for your publishing rights. Right. 
you, you always own your own master. Spotify for, sure is how we'll do it. Yeah. So sorry, I know I know this podcast being oh. straight on Spotify. We love you, Spotify, but pay your artists better. <laughs> I've said it on the two episodes already, so <laughs> uh, why not? Why not make it a third? Spotify, yeah, pay your goddamn artists better, please. It's this not is not even about money. It's nobody's doing the, this business for money. I like I said, I was an econ major. Right. I graduated salutatorian in my high school. I I. If I was going to do something for money, I'd be working on Wall Street right now. Yes. My soul. I'm doing this because I love this. So it's not about making what I don't even know what it is right now per song. It's pennies. It's it's very, <laughs> it's literally pennies. That's why I don't even know what it is. Cause I'm like, okay, what am I going to buy a pack of gum? Mm. Um, but it's not about that. It's about the premise of not being respected and not feeling like it's a job because we work really hard. And I, not even for me, I see so many other artists saying things about that and being open about it and it's it's i think it's important that that changes oh yeah we are, the way people consume music right now is very different it's all through streaming services it's people don't buy records anymore people don't really buy merch anymore you know it's everything is it's all online and it's uh, all the the, the, mer- the merch i i disagree with a little bit i i think there's still a very and i think I, I, as an artist you need to have merch yeah. i think it's so important to have it now because because of the streaming is so shitty mm-hmm. with payout excuse my language but it, it is bad I know French. <laughs> uh, yeah but it, it, it's so ridiculous so you need to have that revenue stream merch is one of the yeah. best ways to do it and and i'm not talking just t-shirts you know it can't just be t-shirts anymore yeah. it, you, you got to be more creative be creative yeah you know what that is that is a good point I think I meant merch more in like CDs and like, oh, right, right. I think people are still in the clothing. I feel like people are still really down for clothing. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've seen. I've seen people, I actually, a punk band that I follow is, I don't, I don't super listen to punk, but I, I know these people from college and they're actually really good. Um, they have like these personalized CDs where they're like, right. They'll like draw, like, their like logo is like a drawn on thing so they'll like draw like little personalized messages and like that's cute like I feel like that's a good idea but like people might go for that because it's like I don't know you know Gen Z like likes to do stuff like that they're like personalized little things so I feel like that's cool I like that yeah I think you have to do stuff like that now to stand out you know it's it's I think it's important um to do that um yeah so like marketing wise like how do you like how do you feel like you try to stand out and would like some of your strategies and then like you know was there anything yet you want to offer to incentivize your fans at all Mm -hmm. um I think that I try to stand out by like a lot of people say this but I like to stand out by being real like I feel like authenticity is the most important thing um, you don't do it for any other reason, in my opinion, you shouldn't do it for any other reason. Cause it's not going to work out like, and my definition of success is just making music that people like, if I even get one text off of a song or a phone call or someone in person telling me like that song made me feel this or like, Oh, that song was like that night. Like I've had people like my friend and I, we used to play like drunk Django was like our game in college. He was like drunk Django vibes on wishful drinking. And that like, it's so stupid, but that I was like, that song was a success. Like yeah. that song was a success because that one person was reminded of that night, multiple yeah. nights. We did a lot, but you know, it, it's just like, like I've had some of my more emotional um, 
well, I guess most of is also emotional, but one of my more like raw, um, I guess like uh, nostalgic melancholy songs, it's kind of more typical of my, my style is like, I've had people just like have so many like honest, vulnerable reactions to it. And even if that's two people, I don't like, I don't need to have, I don't need to be the next Taylor Swift. That's not my goal. My goal is to be, to make music my career. So yes, I do have to level up. I do have to expand my base hundred percent. I'm in the market for that. I'm looking for people to add to the team, looking for agencies to collab with. I'm looking for, you know, managers, producers always, right. That business side of it. But I'm also looking for organic people to relate to the things that I'm, 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 you know, putting out there. And that's more important to me. I know the other is what facilitates that, but that business side, it's just, it's like, it's like your left side of your brain, your right side of your brain, right? Mm -hmm. It's like two completely different things. I would really prefer to be at the level where I didn't have to be involved in the business thing where I had a team that did that. Um, Oh, I think we all would. (laughs) We all would, but you know, we all can't be, (laughs) we it's money is what it is. is, is money and it's time and working for it. And I'm willing to put in that work. So that's kind of the the path I'm on now. And I think to say to my fans is like, if I've ever, if any of my songs have ever like touched you or like made you think of something like, please let me know. I answer all my DMs. I love talking to people. I love, like, I feel like I don't even want to put the the word artist like on my Instagram bio, but I feel like I feel like that comes with like an air of like almost like a teacher student relationship, you know, like where it's like the artist and the listener. It's like who the f- like just like I feel like I want to be people's friends. I want it. I want it to be a very open like back and forth dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my image. Like that's yeah. I, uh, my, my bio is like a girl next door trying to get her shit together. Like I just want to be like. That's, that's my, I mean, that's cause that's who I am. So it's not who I want to be. It's who I am. And I want to project that musically. Yeah. And that's my goal. Um, so I guess that's, that's my spiel. Yeah. No, I, I, and I appreciate that you reach out that you talk to people and you, and you, you get back to people very quickly yeah. too. Um, and you, you, it's just cause it's very rare to see that, especially now, uh, you know, I know, I and I get it. A lot of people have a lot of things going on, and and I I hundred percent understand that. But man, it is crazy sometimes when you just see like these people just don't even like look at their messages or just like. Yeah. I, well, you know they're on. Like, come on, yeah. You this, this you're not on your phone. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I don't it. What I like to do is have a system where I check it. Like, I like to schedule because I also have a personal account on Instagram. So there's times where, you know, everyone's like, like my, you're a zombie. You're just scrolling. You know, you'll like a few posts, whatever, whatever. That's different than like working on Instagram. That's different than like mm. actually having, um, you know, fulfilling conversations with people. So I like to like literally schedule that. I'll be like, okay, for like an hour a day and I'll split it up into like 10 minute increments or something. I'll check Instagram. I'll go through DMs. I'll reply back to people. I'll maybe create content for my next post. Maybe I'll, you know, like someone else's post or share it. So I feel like it's good to like schedule that because it's very different from just being active on Instagram and just scrolling versus like actually interacting with people and like it's like almost having a real conversation 
Yeah, no, I, it's awesome. I, I, I love doing that. I, mean, I always try to reach out to artists when I, when I listen to their music because I want them to know like people are there and people are listening. And, you know, it, it's it's important. You know, and sometimes we I think, you know, we get caught up in that. Like, oh, who's actually listening to this stuff? Right. Like, oh, my like, God. I literally just asked myself that question yesterday because, you know, in the Spotify for Artists app, you can like uh, see every time I go in there, I'm like, it's like, like, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what am I doing? But then I'm like, I don't care. I don't care because I know what level I'm at. I know that I'm trying to level up, right? Like, I know that I don't have a record label behind me. That's the goal. I know right now I'm an indie musician and I'm trying to just be as real as possible and just generate as much music of quality that I can get out there. And then hopefully that gets picked up, you know, like that's my goal right now. And I'm, I'm open and aware of that. So for me, that's what I tell myself. And I'm like, who's even listening to this? But then I get people like you who like reach out and say that they listen to the music with their meat, you know, their meat bros. So like, that's just nice. It makes me feel happy. Yeah, no, and a hundred percent. When I'm in the New York area, I gotta get to a show that you're doing. Um, yeah. To if my girlfriend and I are out there at some point, I definitely gotta see. You know, <laughs> if you're playing around. Yeah, Lower East Side's cool. I've been playing a bunch of places in there. Yeah, no, I enjoy going to New York. Uh, and I'm a short ride away. You know, I'm in Connecticut, so it's like. <laughs> oh, oh, we're in Connecticut. I went yeah. to school in Connecticut. Oh, no kidding! I yeah, I live in a. Um, near waterbury um in connecticut and uh did you go to yukon or uh, no i <laughs> i went to connecticut college but everyone oh thinks it's yukon because connecticut yeah college. no oh yeah no it's definitely different <laughs> no it's definitely different it's very small i loved it there i had a really great experience the music program is great that's a that's a nice that's a nice part of connecticut too uh new london areas oh it's beautiful I always for like my all the walks we have an arboretum like right on campus it was beautiful school i'm really happy for that experience oh that's actually really cool i was like oh wow i, I did not know that <laughs> yeah it's but yeah that from what do you say waterbury it, yeah it's a it's about probably like an hour hour 15 okay. minutes hour yeah it probably something like that it's it's a it's, it's a little water, bit of where, where where like what direction uh east from waterbury it's, it's going like the other yeah towards rhode island oh. yeah so yeah i live on like the other side of of oh. connecticut um which is so yeah no but yeah so i i do take my trips to new york every so often i haven't obviously since the pandemic but you know yeah. but in the future i definitely want to get back there uh myself yeah well let me know i <laughs> do shows often usually there are long island uh been trying to do a bunch of city just to attract different you know different people yeah. whatever. i actually worked on long island for a little bit believe it or not Where? i worked when the new york lizards still had the 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 oh cross the cross team there that is so funny you say that because somebody who's at one of the dancers in my music video who i've worked with before is actually like just got booked on the new york lizards and she's been posting like she i think she had her first game like last week or something where they're like allowed to dance again uh, and people didn't come because of covid but that's so funny you say that because i like i'm like the new york lizards like what the hell is that like i'm never <laughs> I'm also I'm not, I'm not a big lacrosse fan. For me, I'm football. That's the sport I watch religiously. Oh yeah, go ahead. I see you got a Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so. oh, 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 but diehard. I'm a diehard. Sorry, oh, uh, Giants right. haven't been doing too hot, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, listen, hey, at least we have one thing in common. Odell Beckham yeah. is, is bye, bye, bye. So. <laughs> Super Bowl dreams have not been realized in quite a while. No. 
it's about the grind, right? It's yeah. About- it's it's about the grind yeah so that's actually a good segue into this so like what do you like to do away from from music um in like what are some of your like favorite tv shows movies games sports whatever you know sports i used to play softball uh i play from here to here i don't really i'm not like on a team but i was on a team of varsity in high school i dance a lot i like to dance i like jazz like bossy stuff um what else do we do? I like uh, I like cooking. I'm actually very excited because my grandma this year we're this is the Italian side, mm-hmm. um, so these are the vino people. Uh, but we were like, let's uh, let, let's give my grandma a break. You know, she's getting older. Like it's COVID. It must have been so. It must be so stressful to host a holiday during a pandemic. <laughs> you nah. know, like yeah, we have people from different states. You know, mostly like just Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, but still, it's you know it's multiple possibilities of things so she's like everyone get boosted you know she's trying to organize that side <laughs> or like grandma will like she's gonna do the dinner because she's italian and like she wouldn't have it any other way but we're gonna do like the appetizers and desserts just to give her like a little break so we're making like honey balls italian honey balls right mm. now and like these like Christmas cookies and we're, we might do rainbow cookies. I don't, I honestly don't think we can pull off rainbow cookies. Oh. Like I, I think we should just ditch that, but we're like, we have to hit. So we might just buy them and, and tell people that we made them, but don't quote me on that. Um, but I think that might be the move, but yeah. So I cook a lot. I like to bake, honestly, nice. bake more than cook. I don't really like to cook meat. I don't really ever cook it at the right temperature and it ends up being like really deadly if you eat it. So <laughs> either deadly or burnt. So that <laughs> like put me on the salad. I can do the salad. I can do the dessert. Not really good at the main course unless it's like pasta or like mac and cheese or something. Um, what else have I been up to? I that's really, I mean, yeah, I like watching football. I, I used to kick. I used to punt with my dad just for fun. Um, I don't think I ever punted more than like 10, 15 yards. But <laughs> hey, at least he gave it a couple college try. You, you know. start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Um, I used to be a cheerleader when I was really young. That was fun because then I got to watch the games. Nice. Um, yeah, I've just been, I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been trying to listen to music as well as write it because I feel like sometimes at the end of the writing day I'm just like f music I'm like I'm over it yeah no I (laughs) understand that you got to give yourself the balance but I've been trying to like be like okay let me listen to like that's a good example of when I listen to like EDM or like something that's completely different than what I'm doing um so that's actually a good segue into this question what other what you're just you're just killing it right now with the transitions um what other smaller artists that do you like and do you support and that you've found recently or, you know? Yeah. Uh, first couple of people that come to my mind is Kate. I always mess up the, I, I got to pull up for a second, the beauty of the internet. I always mess up the pronunciation of her last name. And it's because I feel like I can't read <laughs> sometimes. Kate Gradson. I always think it's Kate Grayson, but it is Kate Gradson with a T. Um, she is an incredible R&B uh, indie. It's like a cool mixture of indie folk and R&B. She just came out with an album. Um, I believe it's called The Girl You Knew. She, uh, her song Watch and Wonder is one of my favorite songs right now. I like people like Emma Charles. She's actually the person I saw at Rockwood a year ago and was like, I would never be able to do this. And now I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. I'm 
in your stage, um, which just makes me feel amazing about myself. I should actually reach out to her and let her know. Cause I came to her show like randomly. And I was like the girl, I'm like the kind of person who like, I'm a hugger. Like I enjoy, I'm a hugger. Like that's just how I was raised. Like you mm. hug people, you say hello. So after her show is like, Emma, mm. <laughs> she was so sweet too she was like we were like talked for a while about just like you know being young women like trying to enter in this industry um and like certain advice she had and she just was really open and she absolutely killed her performance um she's great her sound is very similar to mine very like indie folk um occasionally she'll have a dance beat in there but very you know very uh very singer songwriter vibes who else have i been listening to um trying to think let me actually let me pull on my spotify let's see <laughs> speak i mean lizzie mcalpine has been she's i wouldn't say she's really underground now but she's yeah. she's she's been on my thing um i've been listening to cuesta emilio cuesta um he we actually did a gig together at mercury lounge a while ago he's great mm. he does like psychedelic indie stuff oh wow like a it's a no it's a really cool it's a really cool sound um it's like a psychedelic rock but mixed with like indie acoustic guitar vibes it's it's a it's a really cool really cool who else i have a lot of the apparently i've been listening to the little mermaid soundtrack (laughs) Uh, oh goldie scott is another one hey listen under the sea is undefeated so (laughs) oh please that's the most mainstream you gotta listen to the other ones you got to listen to the Broadway. You have to listen to the Broadway cast. Okay. All right. To, if you have time, listen to song. If only with the, with the meat people, I feel like you guys, like, it would be a good balance between the polka. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I might get shot, but I'm, you know, you might make everyone cry. It's a very sad quartet. <laughs> so you, know, you can't get shot if they're crying. So. <laughs> very good point. Yeah. Here's <laughs> in their eyes. Um, yeah, that's that's really the the main people I've listened to. Bella Dinapoli, though, come on. I don't know if you watch The Voice, but she like had she was on Ariana Grande's team. She's from like two towns over from me, so oh. I don't really know her, but many of my friends do. Um, and she's gotten like she's now like Ariana Grande's best friend, which is so cool. Because that's crazy. Like, <laughs> Long Island is full of a bunch of like great singer songwriters, um, and I feel like she she just like is she's so nice and she's so authentic and you can really tell even without knowing her you can just tell that from the music she puts out there and from the way she presents herself on interviews and stuff so been been like listening to her original stuff now that she uh she's off the voice that's awesome wow (laughs) that's like the dream right there (laughs) i know good for her though she's she deserves everyone who knows her that i'm friends with is like she is the most deserving like she is she's been working so hard she's like such a earth person so good for her that's awesome all right so here's a couple fun questions so desert island albums is the segment i like to call this um you have to bring three albums with you and that you cannot bring anything else that's it three you only get three Um, what are they can i bring 19 instead (laughs) no that's a big jump that's like 16 that's like a six I thought I'd shoot for the moon. All right, I'll oh. go with Sgt. Pepper. I'm I'm bringing Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's only okay. all band. I'm bringing Billy Joel, The Stranger. Oh, great, great album. Yeah, and I'm bringing. Oh, I feel like I should bring like one, like one one song that's like 
puts you in your feels. Like when I guess I'll put folklore. Okay. I guess I'll do folklore. Nice. Uh, I respect that list. That's a, that's a that's my list. Uh, but I'm, no. I'm upset about the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I I hate it too. I hate my own question. So <laughs> I do it to challenge myself. Honestly, it's just right. like because it's just like it's hard to narrow it down. It's, it's very hard. Right? Mine changes all the time. For the oh moment. yeah. It's 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 like yeah i have like one or two that i kind of like i know are kind of gonna be in there for the most part but like then there's like that third one it's just like right it's always a third one what's it gonna be today i don't know well i mean if you ask me on a saturday night i'm gonna say something very different than on a wednesday afternoon right that's where that third one fluctuates yeah no 100 i agree um cover that you think is better than the original song melanie martinez toxic oh interesting very cool i don't know if you've heard it she did it on the voice but this entire interview is just a major plug for the voice i feel like yeah (laughs) nbc i want those residuals nbc give me the credit um i think yeah it's like a really cool like almost reminds me of i don't know if you know of what the heck is their name jukebox the the postmodern jukebox on it's on youtube they do Mm -hmm. like i don't know if you've ever heard any of their covers they basically do like vintage or like a 1950s style of like a pop song so that's kind of what her song her take on it gives that's the vibes i get from it it's very like old school r&b like just like indie rock it's a it's like a really cool mix of genres and i think it's it's not any not remotely like the original toxic which i also enjoyed but it's very different that's cool yeah uh, I like I like different takes on songs like that. Yeah. I I, I kind of hate when they copy paste, you know. Oh yeah, well, and they like, do a well, cover. Britney Spears, you know. So like, what can you bring to the table? Because yeah. she has all that money behind her, and also all the talent that she herself has. So like, what what can you bring to the table? Right, right. Um, and uh, an interesting question. So giving back. Uh, you know, with music or and everything, like how, like, or what are the kind of causes that you have vested interest in? And then like, how do you think you can, you can help with like what you're doing uh, you yeah. know, currently in music? That's a great question. You know, I've never been asked that question before. And I feel like that's like, that's probably one of the most important questions to ask an artist is like, what, how are they making it like larger than themselves? Like that's, I really like that question. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that because I told off your other question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. It evens itself out. <laughs> this, so I, I'm actually type one diabetic. I've oh. been, yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, working through that. Uh, it's hard. It's a hard life. It's very manageable, but it's also not at the same time. You know, I'm very happy. Everyone has something, right. Everyone has some sort of thing that they deal with. Um, but for me, it is, it is constant. Like literally, like you might see me checking my phone. I'm not checking my phone. I'm checking my number because I oh, have yeah. an app no. that's my sugar number. I have pretty well control. Um, I I go low randomly. I I'm trying to get a pump right now. These unless you have anyone with type one diabetes in your family, which I hope you don't. You're probably like, what the hell is she talking about? I had no idea what it was. I thought diabetes was meant that you ate too many donuts. That's what <laughs> I thought it was that's not even what type two is like it's it's all so complicated and type one is genetic but no one in my family has it so i'm confused where it came from <laughs> it's just, 
like what so it's a whole animal it really is a beast to conquer every day um I've had experiences where I was on stage singing and you know had to like pop a glucose pill oh. I normally I keep them in my bra so I had to like to try to like <laughs> like a, a clean vert I was like I'm not trying to flush you guys I'm like, oh. I can't keep that. um but oh, man. <laughs> make that you know while the guitarist is like strumming I'm like please stall the crowd um but I I I feel like JDRF is a great cause um any anything that's supporting um diabetes research particularly type one but also type two it's a hard life it is a hard life and I'm lucky that I'm I'm living with it in the 21st century, as in we have so much technology. Like I literally have an app on my phone that tells me my number because I have a glucose monitor on me. Um, I'm about to switch to a pump. So that's going to be even greater. I don't have to give insulin injections anymore. Nice. So people think I'm shooting up actual heroin. <laughs> on the train i had people be like yo give me i'm like do you No. i'm like first of all if you give me some if i gave you my needle that is not safe but also if i gave you this insulin you would pass out and have to be translated i'm like this is i'm like i'm getting no high off this (laughs) actually i'm getting low because insulin that's my joke of the day insulin like makes your blood sugar lower so people are like yo you're getting high i'm like no i'm getting low i'm getting low (laughs) oh man how about you but yeah um anything that supports that i also like you know i've mentioned a few times in this interview but i really do think that there are certain things that women in this industry have to overcome women and non-binary people and i just think that it's um it's important to to be open about that so any cause that like i don't know if that's really a cause but anyone who is an advocate for women's rights um as a man as a woman as a trans person i just think that it's important to support that it's not easy in in whatever way you can just in also trying to make changes within yourself also men and women like i think that it's important that women do it just as much as men do um trying to trying to be more open about letting women have freedom of expression and freedom of really doing what they want to do as long as they're not hurting anybody i think that it's important that everyone in this world has a right to do what they want to do with full equality so those are the kind of causes I, i support politically and just you know try to do that through my music it's hard to separate your personal life and your political life from music because like I feel like the point of being a singer songwriter is that you are open and that you do stand for things so I try to I try to to keep the privacy for myself but also support what I support you know yeah oh no it's it's a balance that you have to achieve but you know Oh, it's like the punk rock mindset, you know, it's like, you have to have something to believe in, you know, and, you know, everybody should be welcome in, in, in this. Every, everybody should be able to, to do this and everybody should be welcome in this space. You know, it's hundred percent, you know, I, I don't think music would be nearly what it is, you know, if it, if it wasn't. Right. I mean, all the, the mix of the genres, right. That came from different ethnicities, from different people oh. have voice and if we silence those people or don't give them fully equal opportunities it's like we're really hurting ourselves it's not it's not you know if you want to think about it selfishly like that even if you're not thinking about it in terms of morality or just general giving a shit about your brothers and sisters on the planet it's it's about it it just is about really selfishly wanting to promote the human race right isn't that the point isn't that survival so yeah um, so I'm going to finish off with one more yeah. question. I know I, I probably keeping you a million years. Oh, here. No. I, I'm enjoying talking to you. This is fun. Um, what advice do you have for other indie artists out there? 
what 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 would be your big piece of advice? I actually have an answer to this question. So speaking of The Little Mermaid, Sierra Vagas is one of my favorite actresses of all time. <laughs> I'll say it again. I grew up as a theater kid. <laughs> so <laughs> I was very influenced by a lot of Broadway people. And I um, I watched an interview with her and she's, you know, very, there we go, hippy dippy. Wow, I'm really just hitting all the buzzwords in this final question. <laughs> but she has this mantra that she does. And I'm a very, I'm not so much of a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. I, I meditate every day, or at least I try to. Um, I try to see things when things go wrong. I try to tell myself I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not hungry right now. I am not on the street. I have a house. I have water. I have the, uh. the physical needs are being met. So that is enough, right? That is, that is, that is living. So I like to tell myself that I like to be as spiritual as, as I have the time for, honestly. Um, and so her mantra is you are enough. You are so enough. It is unbelievable how enough you are. So dramatic pause, that is kind of what I tell myself. And that would be my advice to anybody I, I'm young. I am young in this, honestly. So I know that giving advice is a little, you know, assuming that I've, I've, but I, I, you know, I have dipped my legs in it. I have been in it for a long enough time to have an opinion on the industry and have an opinion on just how to, how to deal with insecurity because it's so hard, you know, like I also feel like creative people are the most insecure people. And that makes me so sad because we're doing such important, amazing work. And like to see other people feel so down about it. It's like, what, you know, I don't, but then I do the same thing. So I'm like, I get it. I understand. But like, no, <laughs> you're doing amazing things. You are enough. You are so enough. It is unbelievable how enough you are. You're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing at this time. And um, I think that's really important for young, for young people um, trying to get into this field. It's, you know, it's hard and, but you are enough and you have something to bring to the table. Oh yeah. That, that is so important. Um, I, you know, I know I struggle with it. Uh, you know, I've, I've struggled with depression for, you know, a long time and, you know, anxiety, of course. Um, and sometimes it, you know, it is a matter of just telling yourself, like, you know, you just got to convince yourself, even if it, it sounds fake, like, you know, what's that? There's this like, fake it, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Well, there's this TikTok sound going around. It's like, what do you do on the days you don't feel hot? Like, what do you do on the days? Oh, yeah. Pretend. Yeah, yeah. She's like, pretend. Because I could, it, the rest of it's like I could, the, otherwise I'd be crying in my bed. It's like yeah. get up, pretend the sun still shines. You are worth it. You have you have a reason why you're here, right? Everybody has a reason. Um, so I think I think that's yeah, that would be my advice. I love that. That's warm that's up, warm up, warm up. Don't ever do a show without warming up. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like just take care of yourself. You know, train train and take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the emotions are important, but as much as we were like belittling the technical side, it also is really important if you want mm -hmm. to do the long term. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Cool down, cool down. It's yeah. like I've noticed it so so much differently on the days I always warm up. That's just again, I grew up as a theater kid. Number five of me mentioning that, but I that's what I was trained to. So that's what I do. That's just like it's like second nature to me. You warm up before you sing. Um, but also I've noticed like cool down is so important too, because half the time you're at a loud venue, you're at a bar. And like, I, 
I have a lot of friends who are fans. So they'll come to my shows and I'm like, we're going to go out after, you know, we're going to have a loud, crazy night. So I like to make sure that I take like five minutes to myself. I'll like go to the bathroom or like, I'll go to like, if there's a green room or something and I'll just do like lip trills or something, or I'll try to drink something warm and just like yeah. have a second for myself to just get my voice back from, I don't scream sing. I, I'm not a big fan of that. That's not, I actually, I enjoy hearing it when other people do it. And I know yeah. there's a right way. I know there's a technique to it. That's not my style. That's not what I bring to the table as an artist. So a lot of my songs, they're vocally demanding, but in a different way, um, in like a, in a different, different style of technique. So I don't really scream rock songs. So it's not like I'm like killing my voice, but I also sing loud at a venue where there's really no little to no monitors. It's, it does, it takes a toll on your voice. So you've got to take care of yourself. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Yeah, warm, warm liquids too, like you said, not, not yeah, not cold stuff. Right. Also, yeah. musicians, right? Like it's winter now. You guys got to do your little finger. Whenever I play the piano, I like to like do a few jumping jacks or like do yeah. odd little baby shark moves with my fingers. <laughs> um, so, any anything that helps you get in the right headspace. Yeah. Uh, so, where can we find you online? You know, like. Where, mm-hmm. uh, where where can we find you? Yes. So I'm at Araliza Music on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I have a Facebook now. I got a Facebook. Um, I, I'm always, my, my link tree in all of my bios for all of those profiles have links to emails to contact me. Um, I, I love, like I said before, I love talking to people about music just in general, um, even if it's not my stuff directly um i love when people listen and give me feedback um what make it negative please i've never gotten somebody who gave me negative feedback and i know that my songs aren't perfect so please give me critiques let me let me improve right like that's that's how people improve i i feel like sometimes people are scared to give negative feedback um i'm happy that you listen to the song that's what i'm great i'm i invite negative feedback i invite critiques um, put a smiley face at the end so I don't cry, but you know, <laughs> no, it is helpful. It is really helpful. Um, like, you know, just support in whatever way you can. Um, I'm on YouTube at Araliza, Spotify at Araliza. All my links are in, I would say Instagram is the main way to find me. All my links are there. I post all the time about gigs there. TikTok I use, I post random singing videos and I, I try to be funny because I think I'm hysterical. Um, I, I, I feel like my TikTok is just a bunch of dad humor jokes. They're, they're pretty funny. Like, I mean, I, like every fifth video is like a singing video. It's like, who is this account? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's like, like, what is this person? Who is this? Who is she? Where is she from? <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm pretty much on every streaming service at Ariliza. Um, Apple music. Awesome. You, you buy music. I don't know if you have streaming services. I'm on iTunes, you know, I'm on everything. So yeah, find me in one way or another and let's chat. Let's talk. Don't worry, folks. I'll put the links in, in the, uh, the podcast description. So you won't have to <laughs> worry about it anyway, but um, Ariel, thank you so much for uh, oh, coming on the show. That, this, this was a great, great interview. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. So. I appreciate you interviewing me. This is yeah. really, yeah. really good. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you know, stay tuned for the fourth episode uh, coming at some point uh, soon. I'm not sure when with the holiday season coming up, but um, we will be uh, we'll be getting somebody in there. We have a few people lined up, so uh, 
I'm, I can't wait to, to do that. So, all right. Thank you everybody for listening.